0: Let's go. What's up everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. This is Brian here with Luke and Kathleen and today we're going to be talking episode 3 of Hulu's new original series A Murder at the End of the World. Today's episode is entitled Survivors. And before we dive in, of course, I got to go through the Binchtown TV housekeeping. If you found us from our Murder at the End of the World feed, I do want to reroute you over to our main flagship binchtown TV feed, which contains all of our backdated episodes. Uh, or better yet, I would reroute you over to BenchtownTV.com. That's the easiest way to browse our library of all of our past shows. We just wrapped covering on the House of Usher for Spooky Season. I know there's some Mike Flanagan fans out there. Gen V on Amazon Prime. We have some anime shows that we're covering Attack on Titan, Jujutsu Kaisen. Currently, we were we are actually covering MGM Plus's Beacon 23. We are also covering Survivors. So what I'm trying to say is we hit it all genres. You can find it all on benchtowntv.com. Um also. We have a Discord. So if you want to just talk to us directly, go over to our Discord community. It is ever-growing, and we actually have some good uh, debates, conversations going on over there. Um, so definitely check that out. And last but certainly not least, I do want to shout out two Twitter accounts that have been showing us some love. So we want to show that love right back. That is going to be at Cancel Netflix and yeah. at incorrect oa that is an audible laugh from kathleen i find it (laughs) hilarious too it is at cancel netflix aka canceled on a cliffhanger clearly they take offense to netflix axing these shows before they get to finish their stories and of course they are sympathetic to our girl Britt marling and the oa um rest in peace to that show maybe it's coming back maybe it's not in any rate, at cancel Netflix, at incorrect OA, give them a follow. And we appreciate the love, friends of the pod over there. But yes, episode three, Survivors. This show is grinding along and it is certainly a slow burn. It is enjoyable. I am just waiting for it to start messing up my mind in the way that only Brit and Zal can do. It hasn't quite gotten there yet, but I love, I, I really enjoy all the characters, starting with our protagonist, Darby. It's just more of the same going on there. And um, I think, Kathleen, you touched on it. This is really just a classic Agatha Christie, like, and then there were none sort of deal. And that's where we're at so far. But I do like the storytelling. Uh, I like the flashbacks that we're getting. And that's all I have to say for my opening monologue. I'm going to hit it over to Luke.
1: I want to sign a petition to change the name of the show from A Murder at the End of the World to Murders. At the end of the world, drop that egg because it's fucking miscon. <laughs> it's a it's a lie. It's a totally a lie. I really <laughs> didn't expect this. I thought it was going to be all about solving Bill and just the connections to Bill, which it does seem like that's going to be an important piece here. But I think I had such a misread on what I thought the mask guy was going to be for this story, and then what I thought Lee was going to be for this story. The Lee one is definitely something that struck me by surprise, and we'll talk about that more when we get to her scenes. But the mask guy took a left turn and. I kind of like it because I don't think I saw like guesses anywhere about how it really turned out. But overall, of course, this is only episode three. It's going to give us more questions than it is answers, but it does end with a banger and I'm ready for episode four.
2: Yeah, I really I'm really enjoying it. And I was saying to Luke before that when we're taking notes for a podcast, sometimes you can like omit things you don't need to type every little ounce of everything for every show but for this show it's making me feel like i need to because certain things like zoomer sneezing i'm like why did he just sneeze that was obviously that little kid was acting that sneeze out so the sneeze was written in the thing so i have a few just like up at the top theories to throw at you guys number one is there any way that these two stories can be linked is there any way that Andy is the murderer in the first in the book. You know what I mean? Like, is there any way that the people in this place have something to do with the murders that we're watching in the flashbacks?
0: That's a great question to ask. I'm inclined to think it has something to do with it. Otherwise, why are these flashbacks playing such a pivotal role other than to establish Bill and Darby's history? Uh, That would be a very interesting twist. I honestly hadn't given that idea much thought.
1: So, my only thought on the reason that this would be there if it wasn't connected and I'm on team, they're not connected, okay. is because they're using it to not only characterize both Bill and Darby and their relationship, but they're using it for like messaging and to show you lessons that Darby potentially could have learned from Bill to apply to this investigation. And one thing that I specifically caught for this for episode three was bill is saying how that he thought the guy in the story was so good that nobody could ever catch him and then it flashes directly to darby in modern day so i think there's going to be some interplay there but i i don't think they're going to be connected that would be wild and i i do think brit and uh zal can pull it off i just don't see it yet i think it's more about the messaging and the themes that are running in parallel but that's where yeah. i'm
0: at i am also team they're not connected um I also get the sense that Bill and Darby got some closure with that bad guy too and that that case is closed. For right. Lack okay. a better term. Interesting. But so. Uh,
2: yep, I I was just thinking it through and I agree Luke, you know, it's fleshing out Darby and Bill as characters, but the raised tavern of it all that we talked about last week that they come across with the Morse code, you know, again, the Morse code comes up, we said that's going to play a part mm-hmm. last week and it did again in episode 3 um but yeah so that's one thing too is there a universe where ray isn't actually ai like he's a real person and the only reason i say that is because i thought it was weird in this episode where when he answered the question of is anyone here normal i feel like ray would be like what the fuck does that even mean you know what i mean like i just clocked that as such a weird response like no and you're not either it's like what
1: but but my issue with that i like the idea of it being more than just like a a new form of ai but my issue with that is how he was on a, unable to understand um what was it, like an idiom or something like that that she What's used to her yeah, exactly. Right. So I, I don't, and then also the uh, the the speed at which he actually gives information to Darby upon request throws that off a little bit. But there's, it's it's not going to be as simple as Ray is just a storytelling element just to make Darby have somebody to talk to. That would be a little boring. There's going to mm-hmm. be something deeper there, but I don't think it's a real person. But I like the theory.
2: I mean, we got the confirmation today that basically Andy knows every single thing that mm-hmm. she's doing. Like we keep which kept I liked. being like. Girl, why are you talking to Ray? Like, what is mm-hmm. happening? Like, You're making me nervous. Um, okay, and my last one, and then we can get into the episode is, this is one I've seen I just saw online, which is funny because I was joking that either Ray became sentient and was the murderer or Zoomer was jokingly the murderer. Um, but that Zoomer is somehow AI as well. Um, I've seen a few different things. One, that he is actually sick, like chronically sick, fatally sick and that's why the oxygen tanks were going in and out of the room so Mm -hmm. the zoomer that we see is like ai version of him and that's why he can detect he detected bill's heart rate in the first episode with just like a stethoscope and like certain things where the whole thing with zoomer in his like ai world i'm not sure like but i thought it was pretty compelling and and the door opening and closing that you couldn't see anybody in the camera like zoomer short enough to could he could have been the person uh, that went in the room
0: a joke so to makes, real <laughs> one of I, our
2: bits I to love real. <laughs> when my joke guesses come yeah. real
0: <laughs> and also did your reddit research confirm that there were oxygen tanks in episode 1 which you guys tried to gaslight was not a thing <laughs> yes.
1: that is ga- we didn't gaslight shit oh, oh I said, yeah I you didn't did. clock it all I said was,
0: I'll clock you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. That's all I'm saying. Um, um, but
2: but those are my three things that I wanted to talk at the top.
0: Cool, cool. Um, I guess this is a good time for me to bring up, well, I'm going to call it my theory, but this is compliments of my roommate, Fritz. He thinks that Zoomer is Bill's son and has since episode one. Ooh, I think that's a spicy theory. We get a conversation. So I just want to throw that out. You guys digest that and then we'll bring it back up when we cover the Lee and Darby conversation because that kind of becomes relevant there. I love Um, it. I
1: want Zoomer to be important because you guys are making me think that he is more and I I haven't put enough thought into that. But yeah, there's something weird about him. And that kind of got highlighted at the end of this episode. Yep. Starts with his
0: name. Yep. Let's
1: (laughs) true. Let's jump into this, and what we're gonna do first is go through the flashbacks, just because they're pretty isolated. It's the only. It's I think it's three separate scenes, but it's just an expansion on Bill and Darby's background, their storyline, and it takes place directly after them meeting. At Ray's Tavern. And then we'll open up the whole thing here for conversation because the I already brought up the quote that I thought was important, which was they're taking away. Darby took away from this investigation that sometimes the killer or whoever's in charge of or whoever created did the crime sometimes thinks they're too smart to get caught. And that could be a key to her catching whoever's doing the crimes in Iceland. But there's that piece. And then they actually get to talk to one of the victims that escaped the white Doe killer. So I didn't take much out of it besides just progressing their storyline slowly to match up with the modern storyline. But did you guys want to talk about anything there?
2: Within this, I just wanted to quickly talk about just kind of the irony in Bill talking about that death by GPS story where they drove right into the the quicksand and just that this whole entire show is about. AI, reliance, technology, things like that. And, you know, Bill probably died by, by that hand. You know, he died. Something went wrong. Something malfunctioned. Someone did something. And then we know he did not shoot himself up with morphine. So something happened. I just thought it was ironic that, you know, he's telling this whole story about the death by GPS. And then it ends up being that he he dies that way. And that's the mm-hmm. entire Andy Ronson world is is technology. So.
0: I agree. Yeah. I mean, the quote that he said I wrote down, people trust the blue dot more than they trust themselves. And we're kind of seeing in this story, Darby in the background is relying a lot on the information that she is getting from Ray to kind of just make the case easier for her to solve. Just she can ask Ray a question, he gives it to her. But At what point do we have to question the reliability of Ray, seeing as though he is Andy's A.I.? He's like, oh, the last web crawl I have access to was a week ago. Okay, did Andy change the Internet in the last week or kind of scour it to remove information that he doesn't want Darby to have access to? So kind of just the establishment of from Bill in these flashbacks that, you know, maybe we shouldn't be relying on A.I. Just rely on yourself and the brain that's in between your ears.
1: Mm hmm. Coffee yeah, and I- soda is disgusting.
0: Yeah, is yeah. that a thing? Have either no. of you ever heard of that? No. no. Never will. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, They also talk about the motives of him, and they can't really like nail down a potential motive of him. And I guess that's kind of the same here in Iceland at the retreat. Like, who would just be killing people right now? I was mm-hmm. actually a little let down with the conversation with the survivor, because the survivor didn't really, like, give us any insights. I mean, she does... Yeah give them the silver thing, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know where they're going to go for that, go with that in the modern day storyline because we have to get to the point where they're sitting at that motel and they know exactly where the house is. Yeah. And I didn't take anything from there. but
2: I'll just say that they found the high school so then they could go back, see, okay, if it's from 2000, who graduated that year, that would get that pin, who's missing, you know, and it could be just things like that, like missing cases from that, that that's where they're going to follow it. But, yeah, um, you know, I think that's how it, a lot of time that's how it happens with survivors, especially she said it was 16 years ago. You try and block it out. It's traumatizing. So, yeah, bleach and aftershave and the pin. Those are the three things we got. The pin's going to lead us to the high school. And then that is that's where it's going to take us next. But um, happy she survived, girl. So mm-hmm for you.
0: And the killer's M.O. is that he takes some silver jewelry from his previous victim and leads yeah. it with the next one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Eh, that's an interesting mo. I'll give him that. It is.
2: I hate yeah. that people
0: are dying, but it's you know. no Dexter Bloodslide, But you know,
2: <laughs> with like a this, Criminal Minds episode,
0: with this serial killer flashback storyline, I keep thinking of uh, Mind Hunters. If I'm being honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great, great show. show. Speaking oh. of cancel Netflix, <laughs> right? Yeah, for real, for real. Anything else on the flashbacks? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right. So why don't we just go back to present day in Iceland? Um, I guess the whole opening scene in Iceland is kind of the pre Zeeba's singing performance where Darby finally gets to interrogate some of the other guests. And this is one of those things, Kathleen, where I was writing down every little yes. thing that <laughs> everyone was saying. I was like, I cannot miss a piece of dialogue. Um, but then I kind of rewatched it and was looking over it. And I was like, oh, man, she didn't really figure out that much. Um, yeah. Brief interaction with Rohan, where he's clearly skittish and avoiding her. We find out more about that later. Lou May is showing an interest. Oh, are you OK? But it seems very not genuine at all. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. were getting that impression um yep. and then lee kind of goes up to where and strikes up a conversation and we get finally some closure of lee why the hell aren't you hacking into the surveillance yourself yeah i,
1: I honestly that needed that there. to really kind of cuz those were some writing questions we were having like what was the deal with lee being all vague there and not actually having the time to do it herself but that all gets explained here i was fine with the explanations because what i mentioned at the top of this episode was how the lee storyline's going way differently than i thought she doesn't seem to know much, and I didn't expect it to go like that, where it really seems like she's hiring Darby to do all the work for her because she doesn't have the time. And she she mentioned the kid. So it doesn't seem like the kid is like blackmail or the leverage that Andy has on her that we were kind of theorizing last podcast. It didn't just the way she was talking about it didn't give me that vibe. So I don't think it's gonna be like that. It's just weird that I thought Lee would be more in the know than she yeah. is, and it just doesn't seem like it's like that.
2: I completely agree. And I actually was getting a little sketched out by Lee in this episode for the first time. I I think we had said in the one and two that she was going to be good. And Mm. I don't know that anymore, to be true. I just she was being so sketchy. And yeah, Luke, I, I agree. I think I expected her to know more and be more aware and be on the take, you know, like, first in line, ready to go. I mean, the guy that's sketchy andy is right next to you he's your husband like you should Mm -hmm. know some things and she's like a genius hacker so i think i like her reasoning went later when it's just those two in in the room and and darby was like keeping things from her i was happy and then when darby showed her things i was like "Mm, i don't know if i trust lee fully yet but yeah i don't know I agree. I was
0: just hoping she would be more capable and more of a contributor to the investigation. I'm chalking it up to she is just scared of Andy and his controlling nature, which we've kind of talked about in the last episode. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Andy, he walks up, interrupts a conversation. We actually get the answer to why she didn't hack it herself in the next conversation. Mm -hmm. But Andy's creepy. He's like, do you taste metal?
2: Yeah. what
0: What kind of a question is that? Creep? Um, But he drops the nugget of information that they knew Bill previously. He helped them save a home from falling into the river or whatever. And then also mentioned that he was helping Lee with a punk salon or something like that. I don't know. It, It was just a throwaway line that tells us that Bill, Andy and Lee have a past together. But Andy says he doesn't really know her or him very well. Right.
2: I just took that to mean like she had a bunch of misfits coming in and out helping with that house, like kind of a string of them uh, and said, "Yep, yeah, like not just Bill, but other people as well, like a bunch of misfit toys, you know.
0: I took away that Lee and Bill definitely had a history together, but Andy didn't really care that much. He was just a guy to Andy at the time.
1: Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure I loved the answer to the pictures if that's what it was of Bill and Lee in the past being that There's got to be more to that story, right? Than they just hooked up one time and they were friends. There's got to be more there.
2: I think that they spent a lot of time. They only hooked up once, but they spent a lot of time together and Mm -hmm. built a friendship. So I'm buying it. I'm still buying it. Like those pictures seem like I think Lee does really care about Bill and probably vice versa. Just because they've only hooked up once, you know? Mm hmm.
0: I think Lee might still be withholding information about the nature of yeah. their history together. Um, but that's really all we have at this point in time. So the next conversation is with Thomas, the waiter, who she apologizes for running into him. I kind of forget that that happened, but then she's immediately like, "Yo, tell me about the tea. Who ordered the? Ta-? Literally the spill tea. the tea, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> spill that. the tea. Who?" ordered the tea to bill's room on that night and how many cups were there Mm -hmm. um and he's clearly like frazzled like oh i you should not be asking these questions i gotta go serve other people so thomas his lips are sealed and then sean who is cocky is all get off it's just like oh you're gonna interrogate me next i'm like come on Hmm. although she's trying to give her advice and it's like yo listen andy invited you here because he sees something in you don't bite the hand that could be your ally in the future. But this also seems like those words are coming either from Andy or like that she's just playing the part of stop this investigation. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Just quickly too, Sean when she says that Darby only sold 2,000 of the 5,000 they printed of her books. I was actually shocked by that. I thought it was a little more mainstream that book than it actually was. Only 2,000 people own that book which is very interesting it's not like darby busted open this like unsolved murder thing you know what i mean like i it's it's interesting did you guys take anything away from that or were you guys just take that at face value i was just shocked i thought it was a a bigger book
1: yeah i mean ebooks are a thing i don't know if they're going for that it was like (laughs) smaller than than it was supposed to be and i also don't know what the ratio of like what you're supposed to sell when you actually hard print books but I didn't think about that line too much besides it seeming like she was getting belittled a tiny bit. I and mean, yeah, maybe totally. that's what it was because Sean's mm-hmm. an asshole. And yes, she also says that Andy invited Darby, but is that met, meaning like Andy invited all, everybody there? Or is that meaning that Andy used one of his five invites on Darby? That was the piece that I was, because you know, how we kept talking about who were the yeah. four for Lee and who are the five for Andy that could be like a little interesting bit of a twist there, because to me, that could mean what if what if this whole thing is going to be a red herring and Lee is the bad guy and Andy is the good guy? There's like a pathway there because of how sketchy cool. Lee's being. But go ahead.
0: Also, per Lee, in the later conversation, Lee tells Darby that Bill was invited by Andy. So yes. Bill was not a Lee invite, too. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Definitely. Um, I'm buying in that Lee is bad and Andy's good. I mean, Andy's good to a point, right? I've, I kind of fuck Andy still. Not I would fuck Andy, but fuck <laughs> him. Um, well, we'll see. But anyway, um, <laughs> I would say that I like the idea of Lee being the bad guy better than Andy being the bad guy. We kind of talked about if Andy's a bad guy, duh. <laughs> so yeah. I'm kind of hoping that Lee it, it will be. I'm I'm sure that it will be more intertwined than just a regular whodunit. So.
1: Yeah. But I did make a guarantee that Lee was good. So uh, for my reputation, I would rather it not work out that way. But I see what you mean. It would be more yeah. fun to have the reverse happen.
2: Yes,
0: yeah. you did yeah. make a sweeping declaration that she would not be bad. So I'm kind of rooting for it now. Hey, man, but, you
1: said you I have you down here for Zeba is clean and David's bad. So we'll we'll, you know, we'll talk about some of your predictions, too. A little even bit later. if
0: David does some great things <laughs> later, this episode is confirmation that he is a dick to his core. So he's yes. bad, even if he has nothing to do with the murder. No, yes, so, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> On to well, the Ziba yeah, performance. Uh, Zeba dedicates it to Bill. She very matter of factly is like, everybody probably knows this, but I'm only here because of Bill. I don't think we had any information that they were that tight. And I guess they might not have been because she says she was just an admirer of his art. So I guess that is meant to put her further off of our radar. I don't know. What are you guys singing? It was a beautiful song, too.
2: It was. I just... I'm not, she's not even on my radar. I mean, she really isn't.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Okay, Zeba's not but, on the radar, but
1: go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say that like it was a focus to make her on the radar in the first two episodes, and now it yeah. just seems like they're stepping away from that. You got to let it breathe, give other suspects time to kind of get that. I think that's really what's going on. She's gonna have a main part, and there's gonna be a connection to Bill, but I still think so. I forget what we decided. She and Andy invite is what we think.
2: No, we we pegged her as a Lee because she is like the activist.
1: Okay, right. right, right. She was the
2: one questioning some of the stuff from Martin's presentation in episode two. So,
1: yes. okay, yeah, let's move on to the next
0: Tomas.
2: Yeah, I can take it just because I want to say for being so like high security, high tech, all the stuff. This place is so fucking nonchalant, like Darby after. like envisioning everybody in the mask, kind of hallucinating people in the masks. She follows Tomas just all around. She sees that he's like going down into a basement of sorts with like through a kitchen down to another kitchen. The staff is being like PR trained as we speak. She overhears that. And then like Tomas signed an NDA girl. Like he got hired specifically for that. He doesn't want to say anything, but eventually she wears him down and he says the three teacup thing We also get the the scene where she walks by the room situations and she writes down everyone's room and you can also see like allergies, which is only notable in this episode because that's probably either they did something to Rohan's uh, pacemaker or they poisoned him because he had a peanut allergy. It had like a peanut on it. I think it had Mm. a a cow with a strike and a peanut with a strike. So they probably poisoned him that way in his flask or some shit, but How lax is this fucking security in this place?
1: I think that's an illusion, though, because doesn't Andy go on to say that pretty much everything we were complaining about, how easy it was for Darby to do all that tech hacking, like he knew about all of it. I think he also knows about all of this because he later goes on to he he does because he goes on to say, yeah, so I think it's almost by design, like it's I don't know now that you're like, it's obvious that she shouldn't be able to just like sneak in, go through all that. I think everyone's aware, um, at least whoever the bad guy is, whether it's Lee or Andy. Um, I guess it's just like the servant quarters. It's not like that high te- like high security of an area, but I see what you mean. Yeah.
0: There's mm-hmm. also only like eight of them watching Ziva's performance. Why wouldn't anybody be like, yo, where were you for that half hour during her song? That was pretty rude. Where did you go? <laughs> Tell me right now. Uh yeah. yeah, Norman, PR instructing the team. That was pretty cool. <laughs> um no, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Is there any significance to us about the three teacups or just that there were three people in the room or like kind of a tip of the cat by the killer? I think there's going
1: to be three people in on it is what it seems yeah. well, to plus Bill for whatever mm-hmm. his side of it was. I don't know. I like the idea Agreed. of it being more than one, but it also makes our job insanely hard. Yeah, yeah. interesting. So. After Darby talks to Tomas, she ends up back in her room and she has a good conversation with Ray where she gets another quick summary of everybody's connection to Bill. And I wrote some things down here because we definitely learned besides the Bill connections, we learned about some of some people's skills and like what they're actually good at, why they're here. So what I have written down, you guys correct me if I'm wrong or you took any other notes besides what I'm about to say is Oliver, who's the genius roboticist. He's tweeted something about Fangs. They've had like an interaction on social media. That's their connection. Lou May has been on the same plane as Bill. That seems to be just like a little bit of a coincidence. Maybe they're like putting a little breadcrumb there for them to have met before. Um, Lee went and saw one of his art exhibits in the the past, but we find out more about that in their conversation that they did know each other for a while. They visit each other. They were meant to be friends. Um, Andy had no prior connection to Bill besides Lee. That's important um rohan is the climatologist and an environmental activist who knew bill we get a lot more on that it seems like he loved bill right like is it, we're taking that as that he like love loved bill right
0: is that what not what we're are, supposed to I take it as that, that into? uh i only thought he loved bill in the sense that someone who as a son. sober up would yeah I, you know, me. I'm
2: always go to gay things right away. My brain is wired that way, but I, I thought it and then said, nah, it's okay. Okay.
1: Maybe, maybe I was reading too into it, but I thought that was part of like their deeper connection of why he was so willing to just go into Bill's plan, whatever, but okay. So maybe yeah. it's just that he truly loved him as a friend, that same thing. But the more important piece was that Rohan went off the grid technologically. So he was, there's nothing in the past couple, I think years that uh, that Ray was able to give Darby that could be important because that could be whenever their plans started to formulate prior to coming to Iceland. Um, and then Sean was recruited by Andy to lead the moon colonization. Nothing new there. There yeah. was a mention about Martin. They had some sort of online connection, but I, didn- I missed that piece. But that's all he I like to
0: Ray. tweet about yeah. wealth disparity.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: there you go. So that's our little bit of breadcrumbs we get from Ray at this scene.
2: Can I just, I was doing a little bit of sleuthing. I can, I was writing down all the dates. I just thought it was interesting that the Oliver one was the only one that didn't have a date outright. Like, Ray went and said in May 3rd, 2021, blah, 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 2017. But the Oliver one about him, like, dissing fangs was the only one that didn't have a date. But in the tweet, it was reverted, but I, like, zoomed in on it. And it was March 31st, 2021. So if you go in order, it would be... Andy and Sean for the lunar colonization in 2017. And then if you go, if you're assuming it's 2023, Rohan and Bill, he said he's been sober for five years. So you would assume that was five years ago. So 2018 again, Lou May and Bill being on the same flight in 2018. And then Martin liking the tweet in July of 2019. And then Oliver doing it in March 31st, 2021. So, Oliver was the only one that was doing something bad to Bill and Mm -hmm. like dissing fangs and they didn't give a didn't give a date so I just wanted to mark that date for us I
1: feel like Oliver for sure is an Andy invite
2: yeah and then Lee went to the art show in Detroit May 3rd 2021 which we later find out in the news that Detroit was the was uh that big show that that we'll talk about later but I think Mm -hmm. that 2021 seems like a a little bit of a year, so we'll see. I don't know. Who's to say? Anything else on on this stuff? Because other than that, she sees the guy in the coat, and that's the it's the mask scene, right?
1: Yeah. So it's Rohan walking through to to signal to whoever. And to me, this was one of the more interesting scenes because I did not think it was gonna go this way, but I like the idea of them reconnecting the Morse code. Um and Mm -hmm. and it ends up saying one down, still a go, which I think. Is supposed to say like one of our allies is now dead, but let's still continue on with the plan is what I took it as. Yeah, and it could also be read as like we killed one of the targets. Let's move on. But I, I the the way the, the punctuation was written, it seems like want like we lost one. Like the plan still a go. Which Love one did that. you guys take it to? Or which which one? Which one seems
0: more? I realistic? took it
2: as the latter, but I, now I'm subscribing to the former. As yeah, ally. just since.
0: Just since we're trying to find a murderer, I thought he would be in on the murder, but no, it, it could be interpreted both ways. And it, uh, it also conflicted because I really, really, really don't think Rohan would do anything to harm Bill. Yeah. Agreed. I Agreed. just yeah, think I, that was yeah. genuine their relationship.
1: Which would have put a million dollars on the fact that that was going to be the face of our bad guy for the season. Not the case. And I think it's that's it would be really interesting to somehow turn this story into Darby being on the mask guy's side. And whatever their goal or whatever Bill's previous goal yeah. was, like, she just takes yeah. ownership over it and runs with it. Because that would be that would be another like something that I did not see coming at all. Um, But anyway, so so is that it? Like, that was definitely Rohan. Like, there's not probably another mass person working with them.
2: The shoes confirmed it, I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> how thought- predictable was it that she was going to get heard by him when she's like tailing him?
2: Yeah. And like hits well-
1: the rocks, dude. She's way too fucking
0: close. <laughs> That was just, the most ridiculous scene. Iceland, beautiful, sweeping landscapes, but there's no cover. If you're tracking someone, yeah. she would have been seen is what I'm trying to say. And the entire mm-hmm. they spent like five minutes committing to her, like tracking them. I'm like, this is ridiculous, guys. <laughs>
2: yeah. Same with her tracking Tomas. I'm like, you're right behind him. You're making noise on the stairs. How is he not turning around being mm-hmm. like, bitch, go upstairs. <laughs> Granted, We're to be down here.
1: it would have actually been a win. If she got caught by the mask guy, because he wouldn't have killed her. They would have talked about it, I think, and everything would have came out. And whatever yep. Rohan wanted to tell her while he I was calling her on the phone before he dies would have came out there. So maybe it was a bad thing that she didn't get caught, but who knows? Yeah.
2: So moving forward, when Lee shows up with zoomer, I thought that, and it still could be this I thought Lee was like asking to play music to get zoomer asleep because she wanted to like, you know, make noise and so no one could, hear their conversations but then she ends up playing like a pretty quiet piano (laughs) medley so i wasn't sure um but this is where i was just sketched out we get the some information from lee we show the mask it's just to thwart ai recognition so yeah i fully subscribe to the idea that the mask is like we're gonna be in an alliance with the mask people. But it mm. makes sense because, like, everything in that building is tracking you. So even the good people would need to wear a mask to stay away from the bad people so they wouldn't know who it is, you know? Makes yeah. sense to me.
0: I think the music being on was to cloud it from ray over here yeah. because there was the throwaway line that he even said oh dorby i can't hear you over the yep. over the music true Thought it was weird as hell the whole scene where even after the conversation was done she just curls up and sleeps in darby's room and darby was like <laughs> uh, okay i i guess you and your child can sleep here um yeah well. and who who pours a drink takes a sip and then goes to
1: bed with half that fucking thing right there dumb
0: yeah, I. Great. Yeah, we we already talked about her excuses that she's a full time mom and hosting the retreat, which is reasonable. Mm-hmm. She couldn't just like post up in a closet for hours. Yeah, I just think she's withholding information, and mm-hmm. even if she says. Oh, it was a one time hookup he lost his heart on. I still think the potential for it because the timeline was like Darby was like, and then after that, you met Andy. And she was like, no, we had already been on and off again, but then we got pregnant. So she didn't say X, Y, and Z happened. And then me and Andy got pregnant. It's we hooked up, then me and Andy got pregnant, and I was hooked. So,
2: yeah, Dude, I'm kind I like of that, to that. I like and it. that. And yeah.
0: that would also undercut like, The Zoomer of it all is what is keeping the Andy and Lee bond like genuine or blackmail. That would completely take that out of the equation because Zoomer would actually be Bill's son and Lee would probably be protecting that secret. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I think Lee could be lying about losing the hard on. I mean, it was kind of a weird thing to drop in that situation anyway, be like, it's like she was trying to like respect Darby by being like, "Well, he lost his hard on." He lost his hard on. Don't get it, don't get like don't freak out, all right? It's, couldn't mm-hmm. even stay hard.
1: Man, I I don't think there's any reason to have those type of conversations unless there's something more with the pregnancy and I'm now that just seems like something that's right there. I I think that makes a lot of sense.
2: Let me ask you a quick Bill backstory question. So we find out that he was a hacker type guy as well. But back when Darby was doing the Lee thing on the garage, it didn't seem like he was a hacker then. Like, I think he had some skills, but he seemed pretty shocked. He didn't know who Lee was. I don't know if that's just because Lee was a woman. Men be like that sometimes. But I didn't get in the garage that he was like a, ha- a pro hacker as well. So, But maybe he was. I
1: don't know if this is just my ignorance, but is is would a hacker consider consider themselves like a programmer or like a coder? Because because Bill's later described as like a failed programmer, that might be different than whatever Darby's skill set is. If that is like yeah. coding, could all be the same thing. I don't really know the verbiage of like tech language like that, but I just assumed they were they had different tech skill sets.
0: It's a fair point to bring up. Also, he could have been inspired by how savvy Darby was with that stuff to go and seek it out, train himself. And he also or Lee rather says that he came looking for her because he read her manifesto, presumably about the horrors and the terrors that technology might be bringing. So that's an Mm -hmm. interesting part of it. I'm not sure if we knew about her manifesto. Um Yeah.
2: And that's why I asked, because I kind of wanted to know what came first was Bill seeking Lee out because he heard Darby mention Lee and was just like, "Oh, this is who Darby mentioned," or was he already interested in that stuff in general? And I don't know. I don't think it's that important, but I I asked because of the manifesto, and she—he obviously sought her out.
0: Uh I. I do agree and think it's noteworthy that he doesn't seem very tech savvy in the flashbacks of him and Darby, like one on one chasing the case. So, yeah,
2: I like Reddit. Reddit sleuthing does not equal programmer hacker yet. Right. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So
0: the three of them curl up Lee, Zoomer and Darby and then boom. Darby oversleeps through her alarm. Lee and Zoomer are gone. Norman shows up with another parka, and it's time to hit the slopes because Andy's got a surprise for the group. The surprise was pretty cool, if I'm being honest.
2: Yeah, it was.
0: Um, I also feel like we're kind of getting a highlight of each of the individual guests. Like, there was kind of a project that they have been working on with Andy or with, like know what yeah. i mean because we have oliver and his machines we had a uh, the filmmaker yep. in episode yeah. one do his thing and i guess you can count Zeba's song that she got like a performance so i'm wondering if they're going to do that with every one of the guests and yeah. have like a project like that but
1: no i noticed that same exact thing but this one specifically kind of like opened everything up for me like this this seems to be more high level like what's the point of this show kind of thing because we overhear later as gossip right after they get down from the mountain is um andy's talking about how these robots also were the ones that built the hotel that they're currently staying in so like there's ways that they're they're interlocking some of this this technology, really showing how it's going to change the world. And this did feel like a what the fuck kind of moment, like Westward, like fut- very futuristic type of moment. Like you saw how those bridges were being made. And like this can be the purpose is so that this can be done in any sort of extreme climate as long as the AI connections are there. So whatever the like this this to me was like the coolest moment so far of the entire show was seeing this i did not expect this when he said we were going up to the top of the of the um the mountain to see like the future of technology but this was a really good i guess reveal if you want to take it that way but yeah maybe there's a way that every episode we're going to have things build on top of each other like somehow martin's film ai usage is going to connect to oliver's robots that are building and we'll keep yeah. combining things as we're going through these episodes but also this one seems like way more of an important piece to the puzzle than i would say martin's film because this could be you like the implications of of oliver's invention seem to have like they could be a lot more useful to the story than whatever mm-hmm. martin was presenting but yeah it could be it could be either way just showcasing their skills or not
2: I did not know what it was at first. I was like had a squint and wait until they zoomed in. I was like, Are those bugs? <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Then I understood what it was. So um mm-hmm. I mean, still not quite, but it, it seems like big robotic bugs. Big gigantic yeah. builders.
0: I'll tell you what, they were big robotic bugs. You are not yeah. incorrect in saying that. <laughs> On the way to the big robotic bugs, we get a conversation with Rohan and Darby, which I think we've already covered. He spills the beans. Yes, me and Bill did know each other in a past life. Like, I've been avoiding you for that reason. He helped me sober up here. I want to take a shot. It's been five years for me. Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, yeah. he has to catch his breath. He has a pacemaker, which is going to, uh, I guess, just give us reasonable doubt da- or rather the other guests reasonable doubt. Doubt about how he yeah. actually died in the end, but we'll stick a pin in that. After the big robotic bugs, we go to the igloo where we get the confirmation of the boots with the red laces. It was Rohan. Rohan is clearly scared and he's like, little girl, just leave it be. Yep. Yeah. Also, David the Dick kind of hits on Darby, also calls her little girl and wants to have a drink with her later. So it's got beat it, sucks. Sucks. Guy
2: it David. Yeah. Fucking loser. Yeah,
1: I think we all want it to be David. Yeah. That'd be be
2: good. They're not giving him (laughs) anything. A lot of where like Oliver, yeah, this is really cool. We're not getting anything from Oliver, though. We just know that he created these things. And just like David, you're like, he's a creep, but he's not getting any screen time. So I guess more people as this was Rohan's episode. He's dead now. We'll get more screen time in the next four episodes because there's only seven total. So, um, Yeah yeah interesting
1: yeah this next piece is where my theory is going to come in so go ahead if you want okay. to take us through I'll, I'll jump in with my theory once we're, this is the zoomer and andy and then andy conversation right yep.
2: yep so
0: darby sees zoomer alone with his ai headset on and zoomer lets her give it a go it's Pretty cool, whatever. I don't think we're supposed to take much from that other than that his dad has clearly given him like the best technology that Ronson has to offer. Zoomer also drops that his parents constantly are fighting about the future. Zoomer's a weird kid, but that's to be expected. Um, Andy comes in and interrupts, and kind of just tries to draw a parallel between what Walt Disney was doing and kind of his vision for the future, and how people called him crazy for making train tracks in his own property. But he was just testing the waters to make Disney World. He kind of uses that as parallels to say, "Oh, me and Zoomer were playing with hamsters. He loved having them birth, so we started mating them and tracking their traits, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And like Walt Disney, I was using plants." with zoomer and the hamsters to envision a future for ai and he says that his entire plan is to kind of mate ais together to take you know the most desirable traits in an ai and then kind of yield the most advanced and most efficient best form of ai and he even says that ray is the product of mating i think his home security and something else i don't know language but already-
2: processing algorithm
0: There you go. So he's already kind of putting that into motion with Ray. And then he's just like, and all that said, I want you to get the hell out of (laughs) here.
2: Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think something could the thing that could be going wrong is that he's cross pollinating AIs. like I'm not smart like that, but something about that seems like it could take on sentience. I mean, if we're talking fucking Westworld here then, you know, they have a mind start having a mind of their own, whatever. But there's a scene earlier where lee tells darby like you gotta play the part sis like, you you gotta stop like being obviously sleuthing around here and then eh, it's too late and he's like girl pack your bags you're out mm-hmm. I'm like yeah she deserved. i think she d- deserved that i mean if i'm andy and things are happening and people are dying and there's this girl like screwing shit up i'm like get out of here girl so how
1: can there be any world where Andy is like the bad guy trying to kill everybody after this scene? Because I feel like this scene changed my entire perception of Andy. I would have thought he was cut. Co- like he was going to make sure that nobody leaves, but that's the reverse here. So that almost, I want, I don't want to say it clears him, but that definitely lessens my suspicion of him. Cause why would he be kicking Darby out? If he's, if the whole plan is to like, basically like, I don't know whatever shady thing he's doing here wouldn't that have always accounted for Darby being there? Like what would have changed if he was in on bill dying to then have kicked her out. That's the part that's really thrown me off because it doesn't really track with any sort of my suspicions about Andy and if, and his involvement with these murders, but it almost makes me go on the back foot and say like, okay, hold on. Like maybe Andy is here for safety reason. Like he's not, not for safety reasons, but here to like actually like facilitate what his goal was at face value of fighting climate change like i don't know this kind of cleared him a little bit for me i know we've been talking about how andy's less suspicious this whole podcast but is this part of the reason you guys had that same idea
2: i didn't think about that and i think that andy you're right Andy could just if andy was the killer he would just kill darby too like why would you want someone to leave knowing this bad stuff is happening and being suspicious so right
0: yeah, the more it goes on, the more I believe that he didn't want the death of Bill, one of his guests, just to affect the rest of this weekend, this retreat that obviously was very hard to coordinate and plan. And he just wanted the rest of it to go on as planned. At the end of the episode, when Rohan dies, we see that Andy seems surprised and he says, mm-hmm. who the hell betrayed me? Um so i think it took the second death for him to literally be like oh no bills wasn't an accident overdose what i'm trying to say is no i don't i don't think andy has anything to do with the killings
1: right yeah okay cool that's that's a more fun route for this show to take but when he does i mean i guess we're kind of talking about the whole ending scene here too because the only other thing that happens is just the the fangs death gets reported on the news and we see some like kind of worldwide reactions to that and then also the whole um like she calls norman the doorman and then like tries to say i'm staying after she gets escorted out but like all of this happens and i guess we could just free talk about it but when andy says todd get everyone underground like that got me really hyped because i think next episode is going to be them going to like like a safety spot and it's really going to be locking on you know, an idea that one of you guys is a murderer we're not leaving until we figure it out and then some crazy shit's gonna happen so i think it's a yeah. really good tee up to the I guess the mid boy point, right? Cause next episode is going to be the middle of the season since we're only getting seven. So it does seem like a good tee up to the, to the second half of the season.
2: Quick theory. So when Bill is explaining to Darby, what happened with the timing. So per Andy, he injected himself like six minutes before Darby showed up. Mm-hmm. And then if two minutes after the, he injected himself, Rohan and the mass showed up and then Like Darby showed up or whatever. They said they know that because of his heart rate spike. But doesn't he not wear his ring? I don't think he wears his ring. I think he like had it in his pocket at one point or like on a necklace or something.
0: Uh, Did you notice that or was there an audible cue? Nah, I don't want to wear this.
2: I'm (laughs) not sure if I'm mixing this with another show, but I'm almost positive that he wasn't wearing his ring in one or two.
0: I'm not going to tell you you're wrong because of the oxygen tank thing. So, Luke, if you want to <laughs> gaslight her, you're going to have to do it.
2: Okay, hold on. I'm Googling it really quick. Don't I was going to say
0: you could it. just kind of look at the, the first episode, but
1: that does seem like a Fangs kind of thing, but I don't think there were any, there wasn't any dialogue about it.
2: <sighs> Fine. If that's true, then they didn't know his heart rate because he wouldn't wasn't wearing it on his finger. It would be in his pocket. But I'll do some research before. And if it stays... if Okay, here's how you know. If you're listening to this and this is still in, then it's true. If (laughs) if it's not, then you have nothing to worry about because I will have deleted the whole thing.
0: (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. That's great. That's great. A little behind the scenes for you. (laughs) Maybe.
2: (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. I'll edit this one. (laughs) So... Um,
0: I mean, I guess we've kind of talked about what happens for the rest of this episode. She Mm. gets what's the security guy's name? Theo Todd Todd Todd, sometimes short for Theodore (laughs) Theo. Okay. No, that's not even a thing. Whatever. Both names that start with a T anyway, he's like, yo, car here. We're going to Reykjavik because Andy gave you the stanky boot. And she's like, Hey, Norman, why don't you leave Andy a message? I'm keeping the room. (laughs) Okay. But security guys trying to get her to leave, blah, blah, blah. She's about to go out the window. And then she gets a call from who else but Rohan, who is apparently ready to let her in the know and be like, no, you're totally right. Like, me and Bill were kind of working together on this thing. And of course, Mm -hmm. he's being super ambiguous. And then he's like, and I think I finally figured out what his big secret was. And I'm going to tell it to you (laughs) in the next 10 seconds. Boom. (laughs) My boy got dead. So my
1: only thought here, and Kathleen, you mentioned it, and this kind of just came to me as you were talking, and the, p- the pacemaker is most likely going to be used as the reason for his death, like you said. But what if yeah. the idea is if if Ray is bad, like the AI is bad, and it has potential to affect different technologies like that, that could be part of it, it too. Like he got to the point where whoever's listening hears that Rohan's about to divulge the secret and then kills him somehow that could connect into i don't know whatever bill's got going Um, on but who knows because that was also timed well with the secret
0: i'm starting to subscribe to the whole ray or just an ai is taking on some form of sentience and is playing a role in this um yeah good good idea but that would also track as evidence um also when Darby was looking at the Icelandic news report. Uh, There wasn't much except for just some facts about Fang and his past. However, they did say that Fangs was vacationing alone in a remote town. And I don't think that incriminates Andy that that's the report, because either way, I think he doesn't want people to know about this retreat. But Mm -hmm. the story that got out is Fangs was vacationing alone in Iceland.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that's the episode, right?
2: It is. I'm excited for yeah. our next episode. I I need just like a little bit more information after the next episode. We'll be over the halfway point. And I think we'll be able to even theorize some more. Obviously, every episode so, you get to theorize. But
1: of course, we're not getting out of here without giving everybody's prediction of who the killer is. Um, And I can you know. remind you of who you guys guessed last week. And then we can all go around, do our best guess for this week. Do we want to also do what we did the, for the first podcast where we also... Volunteer somebody that we're pretty convinced is clear.
2: Uh-huh. Sure.
1: Okay. Sure. So who wants to go first?
2: Well, remind us of last week's.
1: Okay. So last week, Brian was was under the belief that David was the killer and Zeba mm-hmm. was, was safe. Kathleen, okay. you said Ray is the killer and Lou May is safe. And I said okay. Martin was the killer and Leah is safe. So some ad- amendments for my guesses for sure.
2: I'm sticking with mine. Ray ray with zoomers body and <laughs> um and then my safe is rohan
0: <laughs> wow cop out
2: I'm <laughs> no know. i'm kidding safe is i'm gonna say i'm gonna say Zeba is safe because yeah not on my radar okay,
0: okay. also Zeba is safe i'm sticking to my original guns and also sticking with my guns it's david until proven otherwise
1: Okay. And I updated, so I'm a little bit of a mixture here. I updated my killer to also being Ray after some of our talks of this podcast. Um, Sounds like a cop-out answer, but I want some credit if it turns out to be that. And then uh, my safe, instead of Lee, I'm going to say Andy now, which is a huge switch from where I thought I would be after watching the first episode. And I actually love that through three episodes, my mindset has changed as much as it has because usually slow burns like this gives everybody time before you really have to lock down a response. But seems like that andy might be the red herring after all
0: hmm. love it love did that anybody did anybody look up the like imdb ratings for this episode relative to the first two I luke i feel like that's usually you yeah, that's uh i didn't okay. look that up but i did look
1: up the saronga so uh, give me a second I'm just because I brought up the, the murder at the end of the world, Rotten Tomatoes score, and I think it's that's still settled around right now. It's at 88 percent critics and 90 percent audience um, now for IMDb.
0: I feel like if that is based on a whole season's body of work, this show is going to get better if it's at 88 and 90 percent
1: agreed so the first okay so so it does have the first three episodes ranked here um episode one was a 7.8 episode two is an 8.0 and episode three was a 7.9 so very you know solid above average tv uh and yeah i'm sure like i said this on the first podcast the finale is really going to make or break this show like if the finale lands everybody loves it i think all of the ratings are going to go up and then vice versa if it doesn't stick it Everything's yeah. going to go down. That's just the way yeah. these shows go because they hinge on those last reveals, and mm-hmm. this isn't going to be an exception to
0: that. So, totally, Lean, you got anything else?
2: I don't. I love the potting on the show. It's super mm-hmm. fun because I love a whodunit, and it's 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 a good time. I, it, I'm enjoying it.
0: It's fun, yeah. We don't always come across like murder mysteries like this, so it is yeah. fun to theorize. It's a unique thing coming from a podcaster's perspective but yes. and
1: wait hold on before we go yeah, do no, you guys I, I, think are you under the impression this is my last question is are we going to have like a death pretty much every episode from here on out or do you think we didn't get an point? extra
2: one in two so we had Bill You're in right. one Rohan three so no I don't think we're going to get one every episode but okay. I think we'll get another or two at least um, same I think you- I'm
0: in the same way yep I don't yep. expect more than two additional deaths. Yep. Cool. Otherwise, not you're, counting, you're.
2: Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say not counting any like mass exodus at the end. You know, like if if at the end oh, like true. a big showdown happens and Andy dies and Zoomer dies, you know, what I mean like could be anything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, hey, fingers crossed for that. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> anyway, that is a wrap. On a murder at the end of the world, episode three coverage. As always, if you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on bingetowntv.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, YouTube, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Once again, we are Bingetown TV. And thanks for listening.
2: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.